0: Hi everybody, I'm Dan and I'm Mike so welcome to 15 minute film fanatics. We usually do longer episodes, but one thing we started doing recently are these things called one shots where we talk about impulsive kind of things, things that just came up um, during the day. Today's one shot is a short episode about the TV show the shield, which ran from 2002 to 2008. So we're going to talk about the actual end of the series and all the spoilers. So if you have not seen the shield I think you might want to watch it someday, Now's the time to, to bail out of this and then listen to it later on. If you have watched The Shield, though, you can, you can stick around. We're starting today because I had not seen it since it was first on TV, and Mike just finished watching it. He watched the finale of the whole series um, written by Sean Ryan about uh, 10 minutes ago and texted me, and I said, well, save it. Let's do a one-shot on it. So, Mike, you just finished your seven-season journey with, with Vic Mackey and Shane and Lem and Ronnie. Go.
1: The shield is not for everyone in the way that uh, you couldn't recommend King Lear to everyone. King Lear is high, beautiful art, but there's somebody who there's some people that they don't want to see that kind of story uh, unfold they can't they can't bear Lear's rage they don't believe in it, and it doesn't evoke any pathos uh for them to to see him holding his dead daughter in his in his arms and go finally mad and insane and i think that those are the same kind of people that should stay away from the shield but if you're moved by that uh this for me is the tightest writing and the best performances that i've ever seen in an american small screen drama this is this is an a plus this is the cream of the crop i am I'm, I'm particularly struck by a couple of images that i think that the show brings together uh, just in a way that no other show manages to knit up all kind of the loose ends of its shows and one is um it, it's sometimes a little bit too on the nose but obviously the barn the headquarters that they use as their police headquarters is a converted church and so there's there's something through seven seasons about uh, having people confess in confessionals, right they have got you know they've got interrogation one interrogation two which are which are little confessionals um in the church so that's an that's an obvious joke but there's a moment in this it leading up to this finale where Vic Mackey starts to talk about all the things that he's done and he's not Vic Mackey he's Victor Samuel Mackey he's got his this is his full legal name he's going to tell you everything he does and that's essentially the frame for the for the show is sort of God's eye view of everything that's gone on in the time that he's confessed from the killing of Terry Crowley to the present. And it brings up a really, really important point, which is um, immunity without forgiveness. Like it's also a little bit too on the nose. If I told you that Vic was going to go into a room, tell somebody everything he's ever done for the benefit of someone else who's overhearing, who's going to grant him immunity. You know, that's, you know, it's a little too, catholic um but there's but the the show wants to explore that the idea of immunity without forgiveness you're you're forgiven but you're but you're not clean you still have to carry it um around with you and i don't know it 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 would make sense if the show would just drop it there like it, it didn't know what to do with that but i think that the beautiful thing that takes it one step further is there's a there's a a light motif there's a kind of subplot that gets wrapped up which is that Dutch and Claudette are doing one last murder investigation for this for this kid that Dutch thinks is a budding serial killer and his next victim is his mom. Dutch is not able to stop this kid and they don't have enough evidence to pin it on him. Claudette has enough police experience to know that the kid will break and they're going to get a lawyer down there, you know, first thing Monday, but they're going to stick him in county for the night or for the weekend. And she says, you know, for as long as we can hold you, you're a guest of the county. And that's a way for the show to say that's the best police work that you can possibly do. The problem is not um the, the show really explores very well the problems inherent in the system. They they actually talk about the the prison industrial complex. They talk about in in um basically imprisoning people to enslave them and then shipping them to other counties. And they explore the, the problems of people getting sucked into police work or gang violence and you know, just to support their families, but committing worse acts, the acts that that needs some kind of prosecution at the end uh but the the concept of the concept of the guest of the county is the best you can do is gesture towards some kind of justice but you can't get there you're you can't solve crime because crime is in the heart it's literally an internal affair um you know which again is kind of a joke that's almost too on the nose when when vic is going to be uh investigated by internal affairs that's exactly what the show is is about it's about the problems Uh, deep in the heart that are going to perpetuate crime, not the specific crimes in and of themselves, like you'd get in some other procedural. I think that part of the the point for something like a CSI, of which the shield is a dark twin, is very much uh, in some kind of interest in the crime itself. You get to experience something that you wouldn't normally get to experience. They take you through the details of the procedural because you're not a forensic analyst, um, and it's just cool to ride along, but those shows m- are meant to perpetuate themselves. Um, this is about crimes compounding on each other until the structure that holds them uh, collapses and falls because Vic-, Vic can't keep going forever.
0: Yes, this the the series the series does not stop. It ends. It ends. With, it ends with finality. Absolutely. And you're right. CSI or something is written, so you can just keep subbing in new characters. But but this has a, this has a, a you know you talk about an arc. The Shield has an arc. And it's funny what you said about internal affairs because the, the, the horror of The Shield and the, and the beauty of its writing is that you are drawn into Vic's internal affairs to the point where even like how you have to keep all the plot things straight, you know, so does he. But you get sucked in so that I think that, um, I forgot who it was, but some, some critic, it might've been Northrop Fryer, somebody said, you know, all the great plot twists have to be surprising in the moment, but inevitable when you look back on them. And that's exactly what the shield is like is that you're constantly, I mean, in those last few episodes, all of the horrible things that happen are so shocking and and, and they're so surprising. And your mouth, your mouth drops open, but at the same time, when you look at it from the from the God's eye view, so to speak, that, that had to happen. That's exactly what from the first episode everything was moving towards.
1: Yeah, and and it does it really well through the use of light motif. You can pick out and kind of inspect any one of these plots that just happens in pieces like um, Shane getting together with Mara and then they have a a child and then they get married and then she touches some money that she probably shouldn't have touched, but Shane shouldn't have touched it in the first place. So it shouldn't have been in her storage locker. So she gets drawn in. So she finds out that they're guilty. Then she assaults somebody and she's in deeper than she could possibly be. And then they have another, and it all leads to the moment that the, that the cops tip their heads into the bathroom And they find him dead on the toilet and they turn around and his, his family is dead in an entirely another room having been staged by him with, with flowers in their hand.
0: Yeah. What did you make of the very, very last shot of the series of Vic getting up, hearing the sirens? He's at, he's at this desk job. Now he hears the sirens and gets up, puts the gun behind him and walks out of the room.
1: I think the implication to the viewer is that he's going to do something you, you don't, he, he can't do, he can't do nothing. So he's going to, he's going to get into it because it's in his nature to get into it. Whether that means, you know, doing his desk job while he uh, gets involved with some kind of gang or some kind of vigilante thing, or he goes on the run or, or he gets out, he staged his desk to make it look like he's going to like, he's going to work there. Um, But he, he can't keep still.
0: Yeah. You can't reform Vic
1: no and that that's that's part of the issue that the show needs to be able to have it both ways for for a time because otherwise it's it's not interesting vic vic is not actually an unstoppable machine he feels remorse for the things that he's done he stops and thinks about it but he always makes the decision that takes him in deeper just right at the next turn um and and that's uh, what leads him to he can't experience love anymore he's driven out every single person that could possibly love him and everybody knows what he is. You know, he walks into the barn one last time and they're not just quiet because of Shane, they're, they're quiet because a cop killer has entered the barn exactly like he would have been. They're, they're watching him. It's almost predatory. Someone's waiting for the correct moment when they could do something to him because they know that he's killed a cop.
0: Yeah. Great conversation, Mike. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And uh, if you're out there and you haven't seen The Shield in a long time, this might make you return to it. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Take care.